0: Hi everyone, my name is Sky Menhart and you are listening to Manic State of Mind, a podcast where I discuss my journey with bipolar disorder, mental health tips, and more. Welcome to the show. In today's episode, you guys, I do curse a little bit, so I just wanted to put that as a warning before we start today's episode. I do curse a little bit and I'm just being really honest with you guys in this episode, so I hope you enjoy, but I just wanted to let you know... Thank you. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's show. I am very happy to be here after a week off. Honestly, I just felt like I, I was losing motivation the other week, last week, and I was feeling really depressed. And I just couldn't pull it together to make an episode. I apologize, but I just wasn't in the mood. And um, thank you for sticking around. Thank you for listening anyways. Even though there was not a new episode, I really appreciate it. And welcome to today's show. Today, I wanted to get into a little bit of a personal... I mean, all of my episodes, my whole show is personal. But this is a very special episode for me because we're talking about... Personal growth. We're talking about lessons. We're talking about the hardest lessons I've had to learn on my mental health journey so far. Now, the great thing about life is that you're continually learning and evolving and changing, and your life is constantly moving forward, even though you don't feel like it is all the time. And over the years, I've learned so many valuable things that have really helped me and shape me into a better person and so i wanted to share some of those things with you guys today because i feel like it's really relevant now that we're in this pandemic era we are being forced to face ourselves you know while quarantining while in lockdown wherever you are you're kind of forced to have this time with yourself in these moments with yourself where you need to look within and you need to understand a few things I'm facing this on my own path you know I've experienced a lot of growth over this pandemic through this pandemic through this time and today I wanted to share with you some of the lessons I have learned on my mental health journey that have been the hardest for me to learn so I wanted to start off these lessons with a lesson that has been very difficult for me to understand and comprehend. But it's something that I've kind of known for my whole life. Um, the lesson that not everyone is going to be kind and understanding. Now, I've I've been aware for a long time, you know, that not everybody's going to like me. I I understand that. When I was a kid, my mom used to say, you know, not everybody's gonna like you, but that's okay. As long as you're doing your best and you're being yourself, it doesn't matter. So I kind of grew up with like a healthy view. I never expected everyone to like me. At times, obviously we wanna be popular. We want everyone to like us, but you know, as you grow and as you mature, you kind of understand that that is impossible. And no matter where you go or who you're with, there's probably gonna be a person who doesn't vibe on your level or understand you or is kind to you so that's just a fact of life but this lesson kind of hit home um, when I was about 20 years old so around the age of 19 early 20 I had been put on this medication called olanzapine now I briefly mentioned it in my last medication episode about how um, olanzapine is also called zyprexa. I believe it's a mood stabilizer and it's really strong. It's really like heavy and it made me starving hungry all the time. So I had gained quite a bit of weight. Now, whenever I was in high school, I was a really thin like I never had problems with weight gain or being overweight. I was thin, I was confident in myself. And so that kind of continued into my first year of college. And then after I got on Zyprexa, when I was about 19 or 20, everything started to change. I gained a bunch of weight. I I, honestly, I didn't feel that bad about myself and I didn't think about it too much, but I, I did feel like I needed to lose weight. I didn't feel comfortable in my body. And I was kind of becoming a little more insecure than I had been previously. And so after I graduated high school, there were a lot of people in my high school that decided to go to the same college as each other. And so eventually I decided to go to that college because I wanted to be around people I knew. And there was this girl that went to that school. And we had been in high school together. We were not friends ever. She really kind of didn't like me. She was very mean to me in high school. She was mean to me, she was mean to my friends. She really had a bad attitude and I was not a fan of her. And, um, but at the time I was dating this guy and he was like her best friend. They were best friends, it was very annoying. You know how those situations are whenever your significant other has a best friend that you hate and it's like you're jealous of them and you hate them and you don't want them to be around your boyfriend or girlfriend, but it's not really your choice. So it was kind of that situation and I was really annoyed with her already because she just isn't a nice person. But then the fact that she was best friends with my boyfriend just made me hate her even more. I'm sure you guys can understand this kind of scenario. It happens a lot. So basically like my boyfriend told me that one time this girl like when she saw me come to that school she told him like oh my god I can't believe she let herself go like that she's so fat I just can't believe she let herself go and when I heard those words come out of my boyfriend's mouth when he told me that this girl had said that about me I was just filled with Rage. (laughs) I'm the kind of person sometimes, like when I'm deeply hurt, it kind of comes across as rage because I don't really know where to channel how angry that makes me. If that makes sense, I don't know. If you guys are like this, maybe you guys can relate. Like when somebody says something so hurtful about you and it makes you so mad and so heartbroken and so hurt to the point that you just want to like punch a wall that's kind of where i was and the fact that my boyfriend was telling me and it was like she told him and now he's telling me it made me feel like my boyfriend was calling me fat and ugly and it just hurt my heart and it made me so angry and i was like if you're friends with this girl and she's saying these mean, shitty things about me. Like, why are you still around her? It was just like a whole situation. I'm sure you guys can understand what I was going through. And I was just like heartbroken. I I, I think I come across as like a really assholey kind of person i'm not gonna lie with you guys or lie to you guys i just come across as like sometimes people think i'm a bitch or i'm stuck up when they meet me but i really think i just want people to like I, i just come across as standoffish because i'm really actually sensitive on the inside and i do get my feelings hurt easily and so this really hurt And I just kind of had to learn after that, that nobody's going to understand. Because if she had been a kind person and tried to understand, she would know that it wasn't really my choice to gain all this weight. I was hungry because I was on this medication and it was making me want to eat nonstop. And that's why I'd gained the weight. It wasn't because I had let myself go or just given up on life. And so it really hurt me and it kind of made me feel bad about myself and it made me feel like wow, this is so unfair, I don't know how to control my appetite right now, and people are commenting, and it just really hurt me. And a lot of people that year, they did say those kind of things to me, like, oh my god, you gained so much weight. You know, those insensitive remarks that people say, and they don't even think about it, but it really does affect you. And so I was hearing all of this, and it was just really hurting my soul, and I felt really bad, but at the end of the day, I just had to realize that not everybody is going to understand exactly what I'm going through, not everybody is going to be kind about what I'm going through, and that's just the way it is. And it's really unfortunate because a lot of times with mental illness, and I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but people don't see it as an illness. They see it as something that's your fault, that you control, that you have to deal with, and they're not really understanding about how much mental illness can affect somebody's life. I think the people who have never been uh debilitated by their mental illness it can be really hard or by mental illness in general it can be really hard for them to understand what it's like to have to be on medication and to kind of be at the whim of your psychiatrist and to be going on like different journeys having to go to therapy being aware of yourself like a lot of people don't actually have to deal with that so it's hard for them to understand why you would be going through something you're going through And that can be really isolating. It can make you feel like nobody understands you and nobody cares. And it can be a really lonely kind of feeling. And so I'd say the best way to deal with that is just understand that at the end of the day, you're not the only one who's going through this. And there's a lot of support for people out there who have mental illness or who struggle with anxiety or depression. And if you can find just one person to talk to or even call a hotline and talk to someone, you can get some help and you can feel better. That's what I really... If I could tell my past self anything, like if I could go back in time and tell myself when I was 20 years old what to do, I would just say, listen, Sky, you've just got to understand and trust that one day you're going to be in a better place. One day you are going to feel better. I remember the first time I went to therapy when I or no maybe not the first time but one of the second times I went to therapy I was really upset because I had been depressed for so long and I felt like it was never going to change and I had not felt like myself in years and I just didn't know what to do and I was talking to the therapist and she just looked me in the eyes and she said Skylar one day you are going to feel better I promise you you are going to feel better and it may take some time but it's going to happen And if i could just relay that message to my younger self over and over again i think it would be really encouraging so if you are going through something right now just trust the process and trust that it is going to get better eventually even if it does take a little time one day you will feel better and you're not always going to be in this same dark place so that brings us to our next lesson and this lesson has is something I'm continually learning and it's something that I am definitely trying to work on and understand within myself and you know figure out and this is having to do with social media kind of and manic episodes and that's kind of the the shame and embarrassment the lesson of shame and embarrassment this can be something at least for me this is something that's really hard to deal with and I've had this happen several times where I'm having a manic episode and you know I haven't gotten to the hospital in time and I'm on my phone posting random shit and it's really embarrassing and when I get out of the hospital and I finally get back on my phone I have to go through delete everything apologize to people Um, it's just really embarrassing to look at the things I've posted when I've been manic. And I don't know, I feel like that's kind of something that not everybody understands unless you have like type 1 bipolar disorder. I feel like not everybody kind of understands that horrible feeling of like going back on Instagram and looking at all the crazy stuff you posted and just feeling really embarrassed and ashamed of yourself. I would kind of compare it to like when you're drunk and you're on your phone and you like text a bunch of people like drunk texting or posting on Instagram when you're drunk. And then the next morning you are you have a hangover and you're looking at everything and you're like, oh, my God, why did I do this? And you're just filled with a lot of regret. That's kind of a, like that's how I could equate it to somebody who doesn't have a bipolar disorder or who doesn't become manic or do these kind of things I would say it's kind of like drunk texting or being on your phone drunk and posting something stupid and maybe that's how maybe you can kind of relate to that feeling of like shame embarrassment regret and so that has been really hard for me to deal with because my last manic episode in 2019 I was on Instagram basically the whole first part of my episode and I posted a lot of embarrassing things and I had to go back and delete everything, I had to unsend some messages, I had to block some people and it was just really embarrassing and like humbling to look at all that stuff and just realize like wow I was totally out of control and I was posting a lot and everybody saw this and now I feel bad. It's really hard to deal with. So for me, what I am trying to do to make that not happen is, and I do this, I practice this now, like if I'm going to drink, if I'm going to drink or if I'm going to do other things, I turn the data off for Instagram. So even if I tried to get on, it like won't work unless I turn the data back on. So that's kind of a trick I use with myself. And if I'm planning that if I do have another manic episode, I'm just going to put my phone in the other room. I'm gonna give my phone to like my mom or somebody I trust so I don't have to be posting crazy stuff. Um, and I use the word crazy. I know it's like a controversial word, but I'm using it in the context of a manic episode, so I feel like it does apply. Also, I am someone who has bipolar disorder, so I feel like I can say the word crazy if I need to, to describe something I'm going through. So that was a really hard lesson for me to learn, and it takes, it takes practice and now every time i go on instagram and i'm about to post something i think like twice before i post anything and i just try to think like okay who's really gonna see this do i really want to put this out there what is the effect of this going to be? How will I feel after I post this? Is this really worth it? And I try to really think about what I post now. And I think that's a good lesson for anyone, especially when you're in a high emotional state. I think sometimes it can be very tempting to subtweet or write about someone or call someone out or put something really personal online. But at the end of the day, I think it's really important to keep your private life to yourself and not post about it all the time and let people know your business because it's just not classy. It just looks kind of like you're insecure and like you need validation. And so that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to just post less so that I don't feel like everybody knows exactly what's going on with my life. I just want people to, I just like being open on social media, but only to a certain point. And for me, that means this year, I've only posted like three times this year just because I, well, on my, you know, on my regular feed. I just don't want to be on Instagram all the time. So that's kind of a weird lesson, but I wanted to put that in there because it is something that I've gone through. And honestly, I want to know if you guys have ever gone through that. If any of you have bipolar disorder and you've experienced those kind of embarrassment, those embarrassing feelings after a manic episode, just let me know on Instagram, just DM me or comment on my pictures and just let me know what you think of that. And if you guys have gone through that at all, because I would love to know that I'm not alone. Uh, okay, so on to the next lesson. Now, this one is something that I have a hard time dealing with, but this is the lesson that you won't always feel your best. This is really hard for me to deal with. I am a very emotional, emotionally based person. I am right in that heart chakra, if you know what I'm talking about. I am very much in my emotions and I... I do often get swept away in emotion and, you know, elation and hypomania and all these kind of things. And so learning that I won't always have a good day, I won't always feel my best has been kind of difficult. I think for those of us who go through bipolar disorder and we experience, you know, the mania, the hypomania, the real highs in life, it can be hard to go through depression after being hypomanic or manic because you felt so good at that earlier point and then now you're just low and down and depressed and it can be really hard to deal with but it is important to remember that everybody has bad days And a lot of times when I'm hypomanic and I, you know, I've been hypomanic for a few months, honestly, and so whenever I do have a depressed day, I kind of, it throws me off. And I'm just like, this is so weird because normally I'm feeling amazing and I feel kind of bad today. And it's like sometimes you just can't really do anything about it, especially when you have a mood disorder. Even if you're taking your medication and you're seeing your therapist and you're being consistent and you're on a schedule, sometimes your moods can just shift for no reason and it can be really hard to deal with but it's important to understand that everybody has their bad days and it's important to practice radical acceptance and realize that you need to just accept yourself flaws and all bad days and all depression anxiety all of that because at the end of the day that's life and you're going through this cycle with your mental illness with your moods and sometimes you're going to be lower sometimes you're going to be higher but it's important to embrace both equally so depression and anxiety can be extremely difficult to deal with and i know so many people struggle with depression and anxiety now i don't know why it's become so much more prevalent but i guess maybe because Of social media and the way people talk and share ideas now maybe we were always depressed but nobody was talking about it and that's why I think it's a great time to have a mental illness I know that sounds kind of weird but it's amazing right now because we're going through this real evolution where everybody is open about what they're going through and a lot of people are coming forward and saying you know I have anxiety I have depression I have bipolar and we're we are much more accepting of it as a culture and we are able to talk about it more and that has changed even since I was in high school like when when I was in high school I didn't hear people talking about depression or anxiety or bipolar disorder schizophrenia I didn't know about any of it I just thought that I was so alone and I was the only one who felt this way but if I had been living if I had been a teenager in 2020 I would realize wow so many people are going through what I'm going through and they're doing it and they're surviving they're getting through so I can too so I think people need to understand how debilitating depression and anxiety can be. I mean, I remember when I was in high school, when I was a freshman in high school, my depression was probably like the worst it's ever been. I just remember not being able to even get out of bed. And I remember being in school and I would be doing these math problems. And I've always had problems with math. Like I, it's hard for me, but... When i was depressed it's like my brain just couldn't function i couldn't even add like two plus two and i was just having such a hard time and i don't think people always understand how difficult that depression can really be and how it totally takes over your whole life and it makes everything feel impossible and so I think it's really important when we're going through those really horrible times, we have to honor ourselves and say, you know what, I don't feel good right now. I just don't feel good right now, but I know I can keep going. And I think that's really important. It's also really important to be able to reach out to someone. That's why I'm putting the NAMI helpline in the description of this episode. So if you need to call someone, you can call them. NAMI is the National Alliance for Mental Illness, I believe that's what it's called, and they have a helpline where you can call and come into contact with trained, I I don't want to say counselors because I don't think they're counselors, but they're trained professionals who can help you through your crises or your, if you are having an emotional problem right now, so I'm going to leave that in the link, or in my description of this podcast so if you need a number you can call them but it's really important to reach out to people and have a little bit of support especially during those horrible times and the thing about depression is that it's very isolating and you you kind of feel alone and you feel like nobody understands and this can be really scary and a really sad times. so just make sure you have somebody to reach out to if you guys are going through something and you need some encouragement you can always message me on instagram i'd love to send you a positive message and just you know try to help you if i can and if you have a friend or a family member that you're close to it's important to just let them know what you're going through so they can be there for you as well because it's really important to reach out and to have somebody to talk to when you're going through this difficult stuff all right So the second to last lesson. This episode is going to be a little longer than usual and I'm happy about that. I've been trying to get up to 30 minutes, but it's hard because sometimes I just run out of stuff to talk about. But today has been great. So this is the second to last lesson and I wanted to share this one because it's been kind of a theme in my life for the past few years and it's pretty interesting and I think it can really apply, especially with your mental health. So the lesson... That this one is, is knowing when to give up, moving on, and calling it quits. So, this lesson can be really difficult. I think sometimes it's hard to know when to quit or when to give up something. And right now, what I'm the example I'm gonna use for this, which has happened in my own life a few times this year, is like within a friendship, like knowing when to end a friendship and you can take this example and apply it to something else but i just want to share this one because it's personal to me knowing when to end a friendship can be really difficult i've had a few friends in the past year and you know whether it be they were crossing a boundary of mine or whether it be they were draining and i was it was becoming hard for me to empathize with them or every time that I would talk to them, it was all negativity. I had to let a few people go in my life. And it can be kind of difficult to do this, you know? I know the easiest way to let somebody go is just block them and hopefully never see them again. But I, I wasn't able to do that with both of these people. And so I had to just tell them like, honestly, this is what happened. This is why I feel like we shouldn't be friends anymore. And I just don't want anything to do with you anymore. And it can be really difficult to decide when it's time for something to end. I was reading this book called Necessary Endings and I haven't finished it because it's kind of like a business book and I got kind of bored, I'm not going to lie. But it was talking about how sometimes something needs to end. It's a necessary ending in order for there to be growth, in order for something new to begin, in order for you to have different income or different situations, something usually has to end and it's a necessary ending and that means you know it needs to happen and I can see this happening a lot with like friendships where you grow apart with someone and it's just not the same and you just need to end the friendship so you can allow new people to come into your life and find your tribe your soul circle find the people who you are meant to be friends with who you are meant to talk to and so knowing when when to give up like how do you know That is a great question. I guess, especially in regards to friendships, I know when I need to give up when after hanging out with someone, I feel drained. After talking with someone, I feel drained. Um, That is a big sign for me that I need to stay away from that person or that thing. And I think we can apply this to other areas in our life, like if you have a goal or if you have a project that you're working on. And... For example, if you're working on a project and you feel like you've tried and tried and tried, but you're not reaching the place you wanna reach, you're not experiencing what you wanna experience, and you're not getting the success you want, and after working on it for so long, you just feel drained, you feel tired, you don't, you, you're no longer motivated, you're no longer inspired, that can be a sign that it's time to quit doing that thing, give up that project, or just stop working on something. And I think the great thing about, especially with creativity and different, you know, side projects that you may be doing, I think the great thing is you don't always have to end it forever, like you don't have to quit doing it forever it can be really healthy, especially creatively, to kind of take a break from things and then come back once you've had a little more experience or had a break and then started again with new energy and with a new idea. I think I find that a lot within, like, for example, I have a YouTube channel and I don't post consistently because I just, it's really hard for me to stay on schedule. Right now my computer's broken so I can't, but sometimes When I'm making videos, like I'll make videos for a week and I feel great and I feel motivated, but then I just have to kind of take a break because I've run out of ideas. And I know that's a short time to run out of ideas, but that's just how my brain works sometimes. Um, And I think it's really important to apply that to a lot of areas in your life. Like if you feel as if you're giving more energy than you're getting out of something, it's probably time to quit. It's probably time to make that end. And I think that can be an important tool to have because sometimes you need to know when to end something whether it be a relationship a friendship whether it be a project or a goal it's really important to know if if what you're doing is really worth it and if you really want to continue on this road all right so the last lesson and the biggest lesson that i've had to learn is you can either get bitter or get better And I saw this quote the other day. It just really spoke to me and it really made me feel encouraged and it made me feel motivated to continue on my personal growth. I think in life when, you know, we're dealt a certain hand of cards and we can either give up or we can play the cards we're dealt with. And I think it's really important to decide especially with mental illness I know sometimes when you're hit with a diagnosis like when I was hit with a diagnosis I kind of felt like I was at a crossroads and I could either go down the road the road of choosing to grow of becoming self-aware Of moving forward or I could go down the road of depression and giving up on myself and I decided to go down the different road of choosing to move forward and I'm so glad I made that choice because in that moment when I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder I decided that I wasn't going to let it define me and I was going to continue to be successful as long as I could And so I think we're often faced with those kind of decisions in our life, those kind of choices that we have to make. And I think it's really important to always choose growth over stagnation. And sometimes that means leaving certain people or places behind, moving forward and letting go of certain things. But ultimately, I believe that Whenever you let go of something, it'll always come back to you in a better form, as a better version, in a better way. And I think that has happened in my life several times, and I'm really thankful for that. And honestly... After choosing to get better, and this happens, this is a choice that I've made more than once. It's not like I chose the first day I got diagnosed and then nothing changed. No, of course I've gone stagnant. Of course I've made bad choices since then and I've chosen to ignore my mental health and to stop taking meds and to stop taking care of myself. But the most recent time I made that choice again was in 2019 after my last manic episode and I decided, you know what, I actually have to change as a person i can no longer continue down this path and so choosing to change and choosing to grow out of this experience that of you know having bipolar disorder separating from my ex like all this different stuff i chose to grow and it is it has blessed my life choosing to grow has blessed my life exponentially and every time like every few months i'll look back on you know what's happened in the in the past few months and i say wow I have been blessed so much. Every day my life gets better and I'm just so thankful for that. And I think this choice that we have in life to get bitter or to get better, it happens more than once. It's not only just going to happen one time, it's going to happen every time you're faced with a difficult situation with something that feels overwhelming and feels like it's bigger than you. You're going to have to choose to get bitter or to get better. And sometimes getting better requires extra help, outside help, assistance, talking to someone, finding a therapist, working with a psychiatrist, working with a professional. Sometimes that's what you need to get better. And so I encourage you, before you follow any of my advice, please talk to your psychiatrist or your therapist. Ask them what they think. Make sure you're doing the right thing for you. And make sure you find out what the right thing for you is. It's really important to know that. I just want to say thank you so much, you guys, for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed the longer episode. Let me know what you think. You can follow the podcast on Instagram at Manic State of Mind Podcast. You can follow my personal account at Sky the Gemini, all one word. And I will see you guys next week. Have a great week.